Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers just like you. Every Monday, I chat about recently watched movies with my close friend and artist, Danny Haas. (laughs) And my close friend and movie insider, Protolexis. Clark letting go of Lois midair while they're flying. Real funny, Clark. The theme that will guide our episodes this month is May the 4th. We can only choose the fourth movie in a franchise. So later in this episode, we're talking about Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Was there a script? Was there a special effects budget? What kind of watch would Clark Kent wear? Let's find out now. The writer's strike. Uh-oh. People are coming to 70 millimeter. They know that we have the movie insider. He's on the streets. He's got his little notepad out. He's taking notes. Pardo, are you ready to give us an update on the writer's strike that might be crippling Hollywood? Yes, I am. Um, I have been following this closely. Uh, we are on day 10 of the picket line. Mm. And... Trying to discover, trying to determine, trying to read the tea leaves, the tweets, everything out there as who, who's going to cross it? And who has crossed it? Right. Who are the hases and the has nots? Oh. We need to identify them and we need to line them up and just so we're all aware. <laughs> line them up. <laughs> oh my God. Where, where that was we going. just got pulled off Apple. <laughs> line them up. <laughs> uh, there, I saw something about Andor's filming season two. And Tony Gilroy, the producer, you know, our king, Tony, he's, he's left the set to support the writers. Oh, that's when he finished writing. <laughs> I mean, maybe they need to stop Andor if, if our boy is not on set, right? I mean, yeah, please don't continue without Tony. Scabs, right? Also, pay our writers. Pay the writers. Pay the writers. Okay. We've, we've said that since day one of this podcast. Pay the writers. We have it on a t-shirt somewhere. Pay up. Has no one brought this idea to, um, you know, the, the the companies here? This the, pe- the, 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 the idea of like, yeah, paying them? No, I, that, I don't know. It needs to be brought up. I was the next round table. We, we could have a t-shirt that says pay the writers 100% of the proceeds would go to us, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So we need to cancel any tentative pay the writers merch. No, don't pay us. Let's put a pause on that, please. There's got to be another shirt somewhere. <laughs> we'll find as, it. As always, the uh, movie insider giving us the facts you can't get anywhere else. No other movie podcast has this kind of inside dirt from the picket lines. So no. thank you, Proto. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Do you want to get the into big, it? The big one came out. Danny, Saw opening it. night. I heard that Danny was in line. Tickets oh. to see Guardians. People weeping in theaters. The end of a journey. <laughs> um, yeah, I was out to dinner with uh, Casey. Got a text from a villager. <gasps> Do you want to see Guardians tonight with me? Of course I'm going to say yes. Wow. I'm going to movies with friends. Can't turn that down. Yeah. Um, we went to the movies. We saw it. 
And one bit of news, I bought some Buncha Crunch. <laughs> what? And I had Buncha Crunch for the first time, and it is fantastic. Hell yeah. It was a fantastic so candy. Let the healing begin. Seeking you shall find. It was like $6 at the theater. So it was half my ticket. Anything you buy at that theater is going to cost double but digits. It was, a, it was a fantastic candy. Good. It was better than the movie. Um, <laughs> and five star I, candy. I, it's a five star candy. It's a two star movie. I oh. gave it three stars for friendship. Oh, God. Um, oh. So. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You got to give a star bump for friendship. Yeah. That's a prerequisite. And he was sitting right next to me. I couldn't do a two star when he's sitting right next to me, weeping. Did you guys log at the same time? <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> I saw him looking over the stall at my log. I was so pleased with himself after saying that. <laughs> you know, it was a fine movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not for me. Movie. It's yeah. not for me. And that's okay. Someone had said something about, uh, <laughs> about being excited about, um, James taking over the DC after this. And you know, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not very excited after this movie. What? It's whatever. I don't want James Did you like Gunn, the first DC. Two? <sighs> sure. They were, okay. you know, I like the first one, the best out of the three, I think, but I usually tend to lean towards the beginning of a franchise to like those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for the gunster to take over the DCU. Set everything I, in I motion. I think I have a lot more to say about guardians, but it's, it's too, it's too fresh hot. in the theater. It's too, it's too fresh. People haven't seen it yet. Let it cool off. Maybe in the uncut. <laughs> People can pay up to hear Danny's real thoughts I don't think on the new Marvel well, movies. Less subscribers. It's too hot for, for the for the main feed. Pardon, when so. are you going to see in Guardians? Is that a Disney Plus John for you? Uh, yeah, probably a Disney Plus John. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it to the theater. If anything, I'd probably see Bill is Afraid. If I yeah. can. Oh, yeah. talking about to my Wait. brother about seeing that. Who knows? Oh, secret bow viewing midday. Maybe 9 a.m. Saturday morning viewing. Brother Bo. Get out of there by dinner. Midday log. Kidding me? <laughs> uh, let's say hello to some new patrons. Tony and Daniel all joined this week. Got access to the VHS Village Discord. Discounts on Danny's beautiful prints. Uh, and I believe in the not-too-distant future, uh, the, ca- the Cage Match episode should be released to supporters. A fish called Wanda. We recorded that. It's in the can. It's in the can. It's coming Someone's got to make art for it. Someone's got to. I mean, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> you know, there is something I would like to talk about with the three, the two of us. Oh, God. The Thank three you. of us. How many? I- <laughs> Star Wars Visions 2. Oh, Thank you. fudge. The I forgot all about that. we should talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, I think, I don't remember when we talked about Visions 1 and how much we loved it. Visions 2 is leaps and bounds better than one. Oh my. I had an incredible time watching all these shorts and it's really funny. It's like all the stuff that Lucasfilm and Star Wars and Disney are putting out. These 15 minute shorts are packed with Mm -hmm. incredible storytelling. Yeah. And it's just, it's incredible to me to watch. I mean, my favorite was the last one. I don't know how to say AU's song, AU's song, whatever triggered. Oh yeah. Triggerfish studios. It was perfect. Incredible animation. 
incredible storytelling. It was gorgeous. But like all of them, all of them just slapped. I couldn't get over how good they were. Punk Robots and the Stars was amazing. Um, Ardman's I'm Your Mother mm-hmm. with Wedge. I mean, come on. These are incredible stuff. Yeah. A yeah, lot we, of uh, stop motion claymation yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting so much, but I wasn't unhappy with it. I mean, we went on like a spiritual quest together watching season one. We did. Yes. Oh, yeah. We were in person for that. I we forgot. Were. Yeah. What a night. Season two, though. I mean, when I first fired it up, you were DMing like, do you watch this yet? And then I had time. I don't know if it was a Saturday or Sunday. I just watched all of them. Amanda went somewhere, prime time for some Star Wars animation. Mm-hmm. And the first one, the, like just the title Sith, a former Sith apprentice. That's all I need in a pitch yeah. for a Star Wars anything. <laughs> you have me. That's, that's it. You have me lockstep <laughs> with this episode. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And then Screechers Reach, the second Unreal. episode. Yeah, I, did, I like. I had a feeling it was Cartoon Saloon because I wasn't even paying Saloon, attention baby. to the beginning. But maybe the best depiction of someone, like at the end of that episode, that I've seen in like a modern Star Wars anything. My jaw dropped on how that ended. Yeah, that storyline yeah. was incredible. Did not expect that. Part any faves from season two? Uh, I think my fave. I think the the animation style I liked the most was in the stars. I also just love that episode of the two sisters. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Going into that imperial factory, oh my that was just incredible. My jaw was on the floor. Uh, Story wise, I love the spy dancer. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. the way that came together in the end, man, I could watch a whole movie of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. I will say that I think I still like the first season better. Mm. Um, but I I love this one. I, there wasn't a bad egg in this whole this whole run. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch the first I one. I did. I think I was like, okay, the the pit one can end anytime now. I wasn't vibing with the pit as much. Yeah, the pit felt kind of like a Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. So, <laughs> well, some of these, it's kind of like if you have one Star Wars story to tell, like this is the one you want to tell. That's mm. right. Some right, of these right, stories, right. but of course, I have no idea how they decide on you know what they're going to do. I mean, they're telling f- incredible stories in 15 minutes when they can't do three seasons of Mandalorian like this. <laughs> yes. Who was it in Discord that suggested a John Favreau movie? The sh- was it the Chef movie? Uh, and- they almost got instantly <laughs> banned from the podcast. They were getting like hazed almost in chat. I meant to go back to that comment because they did eventually ask, like, "Oh, did I miss something with John yeah. Favreau?" and I almost like didn't even know how to respond to that. Like, I actually even tried to like look back on what was the birth of the Favreau joke bashing. And I guess it was like Mando, but plus Boba Fett. I think it was Boba Fett. Boba yeah. Fett. We should get those clips on the soundboard. Just when people we have a soundboard that they ask that. Isn't there a sound a soundboard now in Discord? Uh, oh. oh yeah, yeah. John Favreau belongs in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've asked for his incarceration. <laughs> Art in chat. Uh, 15 minutes in and Slim hasn't mentioned tonight's movie yet. Oh. Art is waiting ever so patiently for us to get to the Superman 4 quest for peace He wants segment. this night over. <laughs> Art wants to go to bed. <laughs> get this He's out of the, the way. He's up right now. <laughs> <laughs> this image. Art had it at the ready in Discord chat. Um... Uh, well, we, we got a lot to get to, Art. We're almost there to Superman 4 mm-hmm. from Canon Films. Every week we 
I try to remember to give out a free year of Letterbox Pro. Get heard of ads. You can look at your fancy stats at the end of the year, see where your movies are streaming. We got a comment from David R. Perez on oh. Twitter. Rocky Four episode might just be the funniest yet. Laugh, cry emoji. Proto barely being able to get through the <laughs> synopsis had me in stitches. Great mm. episode. Was Great a fun conversation. One. Great soundtrack, as we all agreed to last week as well. <laughs> stars. Proto, uh, what did you watch this past week that you want to talk about? Uh, I think the movie I have to talk about is uh, M- Marty Scorsese. Uh-oh. Uh, he did it again. <laughs> oh. I finally watched his movie After Hours from oh, wow. 1985. Is that right? Can I read that? Something yeah, like ni- that. 1985. Uh, Marty, what a movie. This is such, this is so different, I feel like, than something else. It's like wacky and goofy in certain ways. The way it's shot, it's it's very fun, but like the story is right up my alley. It's about a guy who goes on a date pretty late at night and gets stuck in a different town. Uh, and that's the basic premise, but it's like over the course of this one night with this guy, um, played by Griffin Dunn, who I was like, what have I seen him in? And he's in um, uh, American Werewolf or whatever. That oh, yeah. Halloween. He's the friend who turns into a ghoul or whatever. Um, great movie though. Uh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I, I've been waiting for it to come on streaming and it po- finally popped up on HBO. Oh, nice. This is um, Mitchell at Letterboxd from the Letterboxd show. This is one of their favorite movies. And Should if, we have Mitchell on to do After Hours? Wow. Write that down. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> write that down, down. In, the, in the notes, the online notes. Um, I think I, I can't remember why I watched this. This might have been for Letterboxd show prep as well. So that's when I... I did watch it. I just remember him having a great watch. Oh. Yeah, I think he had like a um, oh, yeah. field watch. Oh, Quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at my diary. Is there anything I want to talk about before gotta we get be. into su- soups? There's a few you have to get through here. Oh, There's a few. Really? Go ahead. Start just start. Just start now. Uh, Drowning Mona. Oh, you did it. We talked, this is a uh, conversation spoiler. We, a, yeah. we talked about this during the Fish Called Wanda episode because it was like an ensemble comedy and it reminded me of Drowning Mona which has Jamie Lee, uh, Danny DeVito, Bette Midler, Nev Campbell, Casey Affleck. Insane cast. Great cast. It's streaming on Prime four and a half stars. The letterbox average right now is 2.8. It makes me want to vomit eight? on myself. Part of you remember, you have vague memories of this movie, right? You, you liked yeah. it, I think. I remember coming across this on cable at one point and stopping in my tracks and watching the whole thing and being like, what is this movie? Uh, finding it funny. You know, I guess, is it, I guess you, it's like a dark comedy. Right? Yeah. That's like mm-hmm. the vibe. Um, yeah. I don't think I had like uh, encountered a movie quite like this at the time. And I remember loving it. So mm-hmm. this is something's different. wrong. We need a revival. Make mm-hmm. some calls. Maybe we can get a Blu-ray out of this or 4K. Can we get a, can we get a hashtag going on, on Letterboxd? Save Drowning Mana. Save Drowning Mana. <laughs> uh, I also watched that, like, um, the I don't know. What do I want to talk about? Blackberry I watched. I really liked the movie oh, yeah, about the Blackberry, Blackberry Company. Mm-hmm. RIM, R-I-M, Research in Motion. Um, very fun. Four stars for that. This has Four the guy stars. from uh, Always Sunny, right? Yes. Glenn Howerton is Which in one? it. He plays Glenn Jim Balsilli, the CEO of Blackberry. He's very good. What other movies has Glenn been in? I feel like he hasn't 
broken out as much as Charlie. Charlie's been in a lot. Let's look at Glenn. No, he, oh, Glenn was in Crank. Which with, one's that? Uh, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. <laughs> and the mercy. sequel. There was two. Not a lot. No, nothing really jumps out of him. Look at his filmography. Nothing. He's really at the top of the list here. Serenity. I confuse him with the guy in Knock at the Cabin. You know oh, yeah, I can see that. They kind of have similar the cabin. Oh. face vibes. Mm-hmm. I did go to a movie screening today in Philadelphia. Yeah, talk to us. Our, our infamous, famous Portrait of a Lady on Fire Theater, the Ritz Landmark 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an invite to see Past Lives, which I only know about from doing the Letterbox Weekend Watchlist podcast because it's at the number one spot for like the top-rated movies of the year. <laughs> And I just knew that it was like about two characters that were childhood friends, but they were separated over the years. They reconnect at some point, separate again. They reconnect again 20 years later, like overall. They separate and twice. They separate twice, but oh, wow. um, they get together in in current day. And that's that's all I knew. I knew it was like highly rated, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. There's three people in the theater, myself included. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I just wonder about the cost effectiveness of these screenings where only like certain people show up. But mm. um, yeah, I, I I think I'll probably buy the Blu-ray. I, I gave it four and a half stars. Really, really loved it. And I'm excited for this to get like a wider release. I have no idea when this is coming out. I think it's, let me see, past lives release date. I think it's May or June. June 2nd, sounds like. So, still a little bit of time. It's A24. It's another H- A24 hit. I just clicked on uh, Celine Song's uh, directed filmography. This is her only it's one a, on Letterboxd. Is this her first movie? She wrote it, too. Wrote oh and directed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. The first and last scenes were out of sight. Out okay. of sight. Did you cry? Guardians cry? Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Guardians cry. This one is. I'm not even. I don't even want to say anything more because I feel like I'm just bashing Guardians. I I know the percentage of our audience that are MCU fans, and I want to protect that. Yeah, protect them. They they need protection. But this was better than Guardians. (laughs) (laughs) Tom is typing. I played hockey with Tom Monday uh, with his partner, and they were attacking me because of my Guardians rating in that locker room. Um, attacked. I, I felt attacked by time. with hockey sticks. Verbal attacks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so that's. I think that's it. That I want. There's 20 minutes into this recording. We got to get moving here. What's what going a, on? We got. We got to get cooking for Art. Art is, pe- is comatose right now. He's got a glass of wine next to him. This is May the Fourth. Is our theme. We're only doing movies the fourth one in the franchise. And we went where no other podcast would go. And that's Superman for the Quest for Peace. Streaming on HBO Max. If you dare. Hurdle, what's this movie about? Turns out, Clark Kent is a weirdo who still hasn't told Lois Lane that he is Superman. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Daily Planet gets bought by a Rupert Murdoch figure who wants to make some hot news and sell papers. He very easily coerces Superman into meeting with a child and decides to throw all nuclear missiles into a giant sack and hurling it into the sun. Meanwhile, we find Lex Luthor is in a permanent Three Stooges skit as he is on a chain gang. He gets saved by his nephew, John Cryer, 
and cooks up a plan to defeat Superman. Acquiring a strand of hair from Superman, Luther takes some of his body, adds it to his nephew, adds Superman's dissected coif, and has it shot into the sun, giving us a sun baby. And sun baby is pissed off. He will hurt people if he has to. But can Superman stop the sun baby? Can he stop being such a tool? Can you stay awake for the whole runtime? <laughs> Superman 4. <laughs> The return of Ducky from Pretty in Pink, which I was not expecting so soon. He's back. When we chose this movie. Ducky, very much talked about character in a previous episode recently. Did they just carry him from one set (laughs) to the other? Like, same costume. They just put some hair dye in his hair, and I think that was it. That was like all that changed, pretty much. Well, they didn't film in Metropolis, so they probably just filmed wherever Pretty in the Pink was. There's more in New York in this movie than there was in Metropolis. (laughs) <laughs> one of I don't, we'll save it save it for the discussion just mere minutes away so Superman 4 the quest for peace I think last week we were like openly asking is this the one where Superman like turns bad and gets drunk no I think that was the movie before this or maybe even Superman Gosh, I 2 I wish he did so this is the one with the nuclear man and uh, where do you even start I mean Pardo w- did you watch the Superman movies a lot Growing up, was a four on ever for you? No, I've only seen the first one. Uh, so I haven't seen two or three. And I didn't see the first one until, I don't know, it's probably like a uh, my late teens, my dad. I think I watched it with my dad at one point. And then mm-hmm. I think just the time we watched it for the show. That's mm-hmm. my only yeah. real Superman exposure. I'm looking at the, I have the page open. I love the poster to this. It's fun. It's holding that little rocket. Little character heads under the logo. Pretty cool. What about you, Danny? Um, I think I saw it growing up, but it wasn't like a staple. Not like Batman 89 was a staple. Um, and then, yeah, I don't think I revisited it until older and then for the show, but Superman wasn't really my jam. Uh, I had, seen, I think I feel like I saw the second one more than the first one, actually. Mm. I'm not sure why, but I only, I remember that one the most, but I never saw three. Never saw four. Um, so this was the first time for me. Uh, Sydney J. Fury is the director of this movie. Also the director of Iron Eagle. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield vehicle, My Five Wives. Excuse me. I see a few Dolph Lundgren movies in here, though. I'll tell you what. Hmm. So my history, I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of this. I don't remember ever sitting down to watch this. Ever. I just remember the nuclear man stuff. I know someone posted a panel in our Discord today of nuclear man actually appearing in modern day comics and getting murdered in like two pages. It was pretty cool. The art was amazing. I remember that coming out. But I, yeah, I, don't, I never sat down to watch this. And I think the main thing to remember about this movie is like it's a canon movie. Like canon is... Cannon's one of the best ever to do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, the American Ninja franchise, so many Ninja franchises, mm. so many Chuck Norris franchises, you name it, the filth that has been on my watch list, it's been a Cannon film. A Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie. Cobra is Cannon film also. Cobra is too? Cobra, yeah. 
What so, dirt did they have on Solid Flaster to get to those movies? <laughs> Michael Dudikoff is a big part of my childhood from American oh. Ninja. Horrendous actor in those movies, but <laughs> a lot of great memories. Uh, so we'll go around the room. We we try to jot down three things to to bring to the discussion here in this section of the episode, and then we'll close things out with our letterbox rating. Danny, what's the first thing you want to talk about? God, did not want you to come to me first. <laughs> I don't really have them in order. I thought you were going to say I don't really have anything. No, I do. I have. It's a lot of one sentence. Like, how does she breathe in space? Mm. Mm. So well, I have one. a lot of notes like that as well. Just, <laughs> yeah. just open a lot of questions. questions about Can you describe film. that scene? Yeah. So um, I can't actually. How the hell did they get into space with her? Perto, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the girl that was Clark trying to date her. Yes. Because Lois was dating Superman. So the girl that Clark was dating. Wait, you gotta get you gotta explain. Muriel, I don't remember. Muriel How'd she Hemingway? get him into space? No. How'd she go to space? First of all, I don't think he's trying to date her. I think things she's trying to date to him. Clark Kent. Yeah, he, he doesn't <laughs> want everything to happen to him. Really bad. She yeah, really did. She was all over him. Like, I mean, his body. I mean, if it was, <laughs> I mean, the one scene I wrote down when she's she. So this company, this the rich tycoon takes over the Daily Planet. He has a minx of a daughter who's going to run the show. Oh, minx. She has the hots for Clark. And Clark, she invites Clark into her office. She's like trying to position herself in like a alluring manner. She sits on the desk. There's a screenshot of it from My yeah. Life in Letterbox. If this was 2023, yeah. Daily Planet would get sued for $10 billion from this woman. Goodness. Harassment. They Windows- would get swatted if this happened. <laughs> Windows everywhere in that office. <laughs> and then she goes to work out with Clark. Remember that scene too? Oh. Yes. His, his drip <laughs> though in that scene. Yeah. He that meathead who's trying to like Bro, show up Can you explain Clark? how she got into space and remind me? So I think Superman was already in space, but the sun baby uh, grabs her because he's, uh, right? He, he's got a hold of her for some reason. Um, okay, I vaguely And he takes this. her into space, Right. He, he takes her into space, space, and they are—they're like—they're above they're the ionosphere. Space. They are <laughs> <Yes>. in orbit. <laughs> all the—all the juices in her body would explode into yeah. gas, and she would be obliterated at this point. Oh, yeah. so that's what happened. Okay, yeah. So, how does she breathe? That's the question I have to ask. There's a lot of questions in this movie. I mean, the main thing that made me guffaw, and I almost fell oh. out of my couch, is when they're fighting Nuclear Man, and he goes to the Great Wall of China. I have that. He destroys the Great Wall of China blocks. They crumble. Superman looks at the blocks and they start to rebuild themselves. I'm I'm in the nerd mode. I'm pushing my glass up. Like, what is going on? Superman doesn't have that power. It was so annoying seeing that happen. God, I think I verbally said, "Excuse me," loud. I couldn't believe what was happening. I almost like they didn't want to bother having him fly around the earth to make it go backwards to reverse. So we'll just add it to his eye powers and he'll reverse the wall getting destroyed. Oh God. I, I, I mean, that, that, that does raise questions of like, you know, how can Superman do this? But the, to me, the, 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 the catch and release of the statue of Liberty uh, <laughs> just had me scratching my head. You know, here comes sun baby. He picks up the whole thing and he's growling. He's upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But he has the Statue of Liberty. He's going to fly it into downtown and he's going to, he's just going to chuck it at something. So he gets over there, uh, throws it, Superman catches it. Mm-hmm. And Superman thinks, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take this back right now mm-hmm. and put it back where it needs, where it came from. <laughs> and then he gets chased by the sun baby. And it, it's like the sequence of this, of like these events as like, here I am sitting watching a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And these are the action sequences. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's depressing. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very <laughs> depressing. To think about. I will, I will say, like, I think it's interesting and fascinating to look back and see that Canon was able to make a Superman movie. When you look at like their catalog of films, because they did the Captain America direct-to-video also, um, and they also had, I think, the rights to Spider-Man for a while. But I mean, could, you say that as if the Captain America movie was a good movie. I mean, I remember as a kid getting the Captain America movie comic adaptation and reading that until it was like disintegrating. But I would shudder to watch it again now. I think we did Fogist that. is coming. <laughs> oh I already have Trolling my pick in. for Fogist. Um, I think we did, um, Paper Keg, I think did an episode on that movie. So we probably trashed it there, but. But yeah, like when you compare this to the first movie. Or the second or the third. The, the special effects of him flying look like dog S from the second he starts going in space to save the cosmonauts. Yes. And they reuse the same shot, what feels over like 20 times. Like I know you have no budget, but like can we work a little harder to make this look acceptable? Also, at the end when he flies away from Earth, isn't that the same ending as the first movie? We got to ask Art in chat to confirm. I thought that was the same exact moment. How about when he wipes um, her memory after he tells him his secret finally in the fourth movie, right? And oh he God. used his like yes. mind wipe powers to reverse the like his own foggest on her. Or, <laughs> or Lois like went into a self hypnotic state to like forget it all too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see any like waves coming out of Superman's head. It was almost like she was overcome with the joy of Clark being Superman that she like imagines that she's in a dream. There's no explanation for what so, happens. She was scene. so horny. It wiped oh her memory God. from self. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the stream. <laughs> oh God. All right. So I'll go. This is my first official one, which is probably another question, but like ask it. Can you actually cut Superman's hair? Like this, <laughs> this is my. This is the plot of this movie. Lex steals a strand of hair of Superman's hair that's holding up this like weight, and I'm thinking to myself like, how's he going to disconnect this strand of hair? It's Superman's hair. You can't cut it. He just uses scissors. He cuts the strand of hair out. He's got the hair. What? No. No. Scissors. Where's the nerd on set that is putting up a fight to Mister Fury? About this this moment, there's no nerds. I would I would have ensured the nerdery <laughs> on set for this movie. It's insane, um, but yeah, I guess I can go right into mine. Is the whole Lex Luthor, uh, you know, angle? There's some parts of this where it's it's kind of, I don't know if I would say serious, but I think sincere in the way that it's like telling the story with Superman and just him doing good. And but then the, the Lex Luthor stuff is so. Zany. Uh, like it, it, zany, so so silly, so like slapstick. It, it re- like um I was about to say Bill Murray. Gene Hackman just looks 
like like he has like they they don't didn't even give him a script. They're like, all right, you know, Gene, just stand in front of this scene now. Start saying stuff to John Cryer. Mm-hmm. Like it's so like there's nothing there. It's very mm-hmm. strange throughout the whole picture. That feels like everybody in this movie, though. I don't think anyone wanted to be in this film. <laughs> it was wild. Like we watch bad movies, but you can tell people are trying. No one's trying in this film. This uh, Christopher Reeve got a writing credit on this one. Yeah. He I fought, I think he fought for a nuclear plot, maybe. Well, to have him come back to play Superman, the people at Gannon, Cannon, Gannon, at Cannon promised him creative freedom for the character. And that's how, I mean, he's the one that got um, both Margot and uh, Gene. Bill, Bill Murray knockoff. Yeah, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to come back because Chris was coming back. So he had created freedom for this film and he wanted, he wanted it to be about something serious, which was getting rid of nuclear nukes, war. The nukes. So that was all Chris's idea. Mosh is asking, was there a writer's strike at the time that there was? <laughs> Someone they, needed to strike. The question. <laughs> <clears throat> um, there was something else I wanted to say about Reeve, but now I can't remember. Um, Danny, number two. Hold on, look at my questions. The double date scene. Could it have been any poorer shot than the way it was filmed? Mm. I couldn't believe how, like, I was like, this is going to be funny. This is going to be very slappy, silly Clark and Superman back and forth. And it was terrible. And it still stuck with me on how bad that was executed. Obviously, much to say by the bell episode where Zach had to go on a double date. Oh, talk to me. <laughs> God, we should do some say by the bell episodes. Bad and Spider won't do it. Movies. Then, then we have to. Someone has to step up. We do have to step up. What did you think of the double date scene, Bro? Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was disappointing. It felt uh, like I couldn't wait for it to be over. I was mm-hmm. like, Clark, this. It just looked painful. Like it wasn't really funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, how's it gonna disappear this time? And the 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 women are just like they're not even like characters. It's just like they're like props for him to like shuffling around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so odd. And it was such a long scene for a ninety minute movie. I thought that would be. I thought I'd enjoy it more. I actually didn't like speaking of the women characters, but I didn't love Lois's like whole even her first introduction in the movie. She's like all excited about going to France, learning French, and then the trip gets canceled and. It's just like, I mean, just nothing was exciting about Lois in the movie necessarily for me. And Lois is like, in my mind, you know, the, just as integral as Superman in, the, in these dang things. Mm-hmm. But I just, she just was so uninspiring. Not like Margot's fault, but the stuff was, she had to work with. I just couldn't get over the fact that they weren't together at this point. Like, this is Superman 4. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why not move the relationship married. and... Yeah, into like a different, like it would just be so much more interesting mm-hmm. as, as like these two characters rather than doing the same bit for four movies. Yeah, yeah, way more interesting of her trying to cover up his tracks as well mm. to keep Clark's secret. Oh, like that's way more interesting. Yeah, than her or not about, knowing. How about having movie. someone to bounce off like this whole idea of disarming the world? <laughs> yeah, you know, like have a, a conversation about What's that. What's the legality yeah. of saying you're going to disarm? The entire planet of nuclear weapons. That, I mean, let's, I'm not against it. Let's talk about it. 
but there's got, there's got to be some process here, Clark. You can't just go to the UN and say you're going to steal everyone's nuclear weapons and throw them into the sun, right? Like, well, let's get some control here, okay? Well, they well, it seems like everyone's on board, right? Everyone's clapping, and then yeah, they, everyone's clapping. How about the whole idea is that like rather than like us collect them in a sack on Earth and Superman <laughs> pull it up, why don't we shoot all of them out and he can catch them, <laughs> right? And then put them in a bag. How did he get the net through the atmosphere? Who is making the net? What's <laughs> <laughs> finance by? Yeah, the, the net made of his hair. Oh my god! The <laughs> net—it looks like the net in real world money would have cost ten ten trillion dollars to produce. <laughs> ten trillion dollars. Who's who's footing the bill for that? Also, he throws it into the sun. It takes two seconds to get to the sun. Yeah, like That's impressive. impressive. What? That's 93 million miles away. <laughs> no, come on. Again, where are the nerds on set disagreeing with the director about how this mm-hmm. stuff was shot? How did he shoot the baby into the sun? Sun baby? Remember he set off the nuke? He went to the... He shot the nuke. So that nuke traveled quick to the sun. Yeah, I don't it even got remember. through I don't Superman's defenses. I don't even remember yeah. that scene, to be honest. I thought that he just like... I thought the whole disarming of the sun nuclear man was lame. He just like throws him into the rocket thing and he's like powering the cities because he's nuclear man. Before we move on, did you guys know that 45 minutes was cut from this film? Of what? What would be well, cut? Um, the first try of making nuclear man and he fails and makes this Neanderthal type Ooh, guy that okay. Clark fights in the street. Yes, right? Interesting. I'm listening. Um, did they film that? Yes. Film that? Oh my, is that available? I got to get on YouTube tonight to see that. It's available. There's the Reeves cut. <laughs> there's extended shots of him visiting his parents' graves before he goes back to sell the property. Oh. I like, there's 45 minutes of this film missing. There's, there's, oh, and the stuff where he gets old from. What was that scene? Right? That, that <laughs> He's all of a sudden a zombie. That plot was so dumb. He, he gets scratched by nuclear man. And the ne- he's like ill. He's got the flu. The next time we see him, he's 90 years old. What? No <laughs> yes. explanation at no all. No explanation. And he uses oh. the shard from the Krypton spaceship that does what exactly? What? We have no idea. I'm pissed right. off. That was from his mom, okay? I love that scene. This he looks he looked amazing as an old guy like he's totally a ghoul like and it comes out of nowhere it's like one scene he's sick and then All the next of a sudden, he looks he's on the verge of death that's a deleted <laughs> scene right like the one gif art posted or did I blink and miss the scene where he's he falls over this in his is, house got to be a deleted scene I didn't remember that scene yeah deleted scene it's trickery it didn't make any sense so my second point, I think we're on my number two, but it was like just the plot, like, because he's selling the farm. First of all, I can't even believe he's selling the farm. Superman would never sell that farm. Right? S- full stop. Clark, you don't sell that farm. You live on it. You buy it like you're Jim and Pam. You move there when you marry Lois. Also, also you're Superman. <laughs> How are you not finding like a gold deposit somewhere, mining it, and then paying for yeah. your own? Like, go rob a bank. Right. He's got what are you he, doing? He x-rays and he sees gold doubloons five miles over under someone's property. He can take it. Nazi gold. Gold doubloons. They're all, they're all out there in Kansas. <laughs> yes. Why is he selling yeah, like, it? Yeah, why? And they're, all right, like he wants to sell the farm. How about some kind of, you know, uh, involvement in the plot? 
or coming back to it at the end and being like, actually, you know what? I'm going to keep this farm. Yeah. Right. Or something, yeah. anything. Like he finds his way after stopping Nuclear Man. And then he like sets up shop. It invites Lois over for dinner or something. I'm finally yes. going to pop the question. Yeah. Four uh, movies hey, later. Lois, ha, ha, Lois, I kept the farm. Ha, ha. <laughs> you want to come over for, ha, ha, for dinner? Found some Nazi gold. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi gold. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, him finding his ship and the shard, the green shard that like kicks off the movie, this is going to mean something later, but they barely even explain right. why he's interested in a green shard from his ship in movie four. That's because it was cut out. And what was cut out? The whole shard storyline. And he goes to his fortress of solitude. Oh my God. And then he, and then the ship, how about the special effects of the ship disappearing after he takes the shard out? That was embarrassing as hell. <laughs> God. Like, I might have the technological capability to design and animate a better scene <laughs> in 2023 on my phone than what they did. <laughs> Proto Oof. number two. Um, well, I did want to bring up, I think my favorite part of the movie was the shots on the farm. Imagine having a farm like that. Yeah. The vistas. The dream. Oh my God. The light coming in on that barn when he was walking in was great. That looked great. Mm. Just going out and like every direction you look, there's no Mm -hmm. trees, but it's just rolling hills and there's no one for hundreds of yards. Oh my God. (laughs) So I had to look up the farm to see if you can go to it, Mm -hmm. if it existed. The farm from the first three movies, the original one, exists in Canada. It existed. Well, I don't know if it does anymore. It existed at the time of this fourth movie, but they didn't have the budget to get to Canada. So they had to find a random farm in the wow. UK that looked kind of like it. The UK. That's where they filmed it. What? I actually, I mean, speaking of locations, I was actually Googling because I couldn't remember if New York existed in the DC universe. Like I thought that Metropolis was New York. And Gotham yeah. was like Chicago. Chicago, yeah. So I had to go, like, apparently it, it is normal. It's just not done often, but like New York is in the universe. But I mean, like, who cares about New York? Metropolis. I mean, Lex was set up at the top of the Empire State Building. Full stop. Well, <sighs> <laughs> How is he set up though? Yeah. Like, he's in prison. He gets broken out. Everything that they do is just so just so asinine. Like there's no setup or anything with them of like, doesn't have a secret laboratory. Or I mean, I guess he does, but they don't explain anything about it. It's so odd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. then what what is his plan? He's gonna take Superman's hair, some DNA, and shoot it into the sun and a baby comes out. Who's <laughs> writing this? Also, when when Luther gets arrested, was it someone says the it to time? Someone said, yeah, someone says it to Lex or he says it. See you in 20. See you in 20. I think you're only getting 20 years for this. Like, that's it. That's the limit. The statute. You can only prosecute for 20 years for this. Danny, what's your number three? Number three. um, The one thing that I was grateful for was the fact that this movie didn't kill John Williams and the butchering of his Superman score. I could not believe how bad it was in this film. It was like it would slightly come in and then do this disgusting, horrific score that I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Superman, the Superman score that John Williams wrote is perfect. Yeah, whatever they Good have, stuff. whatever they have, re-composed for this film, get it out of here. 
Uh, Horrific. Yeah. Not great. Because I remember last week we talked about someone else doing it, but then uh, the movie started playing and I was like, wait a minute. What is this? There's no way John saw this movie. He wouldn't be alive today. Rolling over in his grave (laughs) right now. Um... My number three, I have a lot of notes, but nothing like main thing. I thought Clark looks great to start the movie. Like, I love Reeve as Clark. He looks great in glasses and a, yeah, and a trench coat. Yeah, his little his haunch. You know, he shrugs his shoulders, puts his head down. If Clark can't wear a watch, what kind of watch do you think he would wear? Can't? He's a Casio man. Mm, man of the people. Yeah, he's yeah. one of us. He's paying 10 bucks. Yeah. Actually, at he's that getting time, it's probably like three bucks. Yeah. I'm just so annoyed that they call Krypton Krypton. Like, is that like a UK accent when you're talking about Krypton? Krypton? Uh, the the show, yes, Clark, it's your mother. This is your ship from Krypton. <laughs> I just, I can't get over it. Art, Art is our resident superhero, all, uh, supermanologist. What do you think about the pronunciation of Krypton? Well, wait. Krypt, Krypton. Use the shard and you get the flu, Clark. <laughs> the Krypton flu. <laughs> The ship vanished. Oof. Half of my notes end with the word oof. Those <laughs> cops in that car and they end up surviving. Oof. Yeah, when they drive the car off the <laughs> ledge at the prison yeah. and they don't die. This is so campy. We'll come, I guess we can come back to the rest of those. Proto, number three. Um, yeah, I only really have like little things. Um, Clark letting go of Lois midair while they're flying. <laughs> Real funny, Clark. <laughs> Could have killed her. <laughs> uh, Superman's body in the UN. He looked real good. Mm. In that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the newspaper article, Superman tells kid to drop dead. I mean, that is amazing. I need some like bootleg company to produce those so I can buy it. I'll make it for you. Thank you. I love that's That's what convinces him basically to... Uh, you know, do it. It's like, there's this, this magazine, this newspaper owner who just puts this headline and Superman's like, huh, I guess I'll just go and just get sucked right into this whole uh, yeah, media yeah. frenzy. Yeah. I mean, it happens quick. He goes from like doing nothing to like destroying all nuclear weapons in a day. When the sun baby turns on the volcano oh, and then Superman, he cut off the top of the mountain and capped the volcano. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> There's no, there's no physical way that should work. There's no way, people. I wrote in my notes. The volcano, the volcano scene sucks. That was my notes. I don't think Superman's ever looked cool either using his ice breath on anything in any no, movie. No, 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 no. Uh, my favorite line, and I'll get my rating. Uh, the the sun baby goes, "If you do not tell me, I will hurt people." <laughs> And he starts hurting people and, and Superman <laughs> says, stop, don't do it. The people. <laughs> oh God. Well, you know what this, uh, I mean, it's terrible in a, in a lot of places, but I had fun watching this. I, you know, I mean, it, it's not good, but it wasn't terrible either. Um, at least my viewing experience. <sighs> kind of torn. Yeah. I'm kind of torn here. <laughs> But I'll give it. I'll give it two stars. Two wow. stars. The quest for peace. Um, any more notes? Wes Craven. 
was a director they approached first. Oh my God. For this film. And they could meet eye to eye. Jeez. <laughs> um, I didn't enjoy this film and I didn't enjoy the, the watching of this film. I think I'm at one star for this movie. Wow. Um, yeah, it's bad. Wow. Paul just put him in the chat. William Hootkins, our e- boy. Eckhart. Eckhart. Uh, Major Eaton from Raiders. Or Porkins from Star Wars. That guy had a run. Our boy, William. <sighs> uh, one of the things, one of the notes, my first note is, what are the chances of being hit by something in the vastest of space? Like those cosmonauts, and that mm-hmm. thing just starts flying at them. Like, it's got to be incalculable how rare that is. Wait, was it another ship that hit them? Yeah, it was some like old ship. Where did or it something. come from? Just flying through space. Orbit. Orbit, baby. So, not an asteroid, just another random ship floating in space hit them. I can't remember what the heck. That's them. where Armageddon, Armageddon got it from. <laughs> Direct homage. Oh, seeing a modern car in a Superman movie is freaking me out. Where that dude rolled up in that blazer, that Chevy blazer, wherever that was, <laughs> it like almost broke my brain. Like seeing a modernish car with a new super a Superman movie. What would be the best if they could set it in any like time period? Where would you want to see a Superman movie in a decade? Which decade? Yeah. Um, I still think they should just remake the Birthright comic book into a movie. Like Birthright, they should just replicate Birthright almost exactly. Make oh. it modern day. That's, okay. That comic is so good. I mean, I I don't I don't disagree with you. Birthright's amazing. Art says the forties. Yeah, I was gonna say further back, forties or fifties would be rad. Hmm. I mean, they technically like they try to do that with Superman Returns, keep it in this same era of Superman One direct sequel, et cetera, et cetera. You know how that went. Oh yeah, when Lois is on the train, another idiotic scene. The train and like it's going out of control, and Lois just yells, "Help!" Like, who was? Who's who's supposed to hear that outside of like I know Superman did, but like who yells help on a train that's like out of control? <laughs> help! What do you expect to happen on the, mm-hmm. at that moment, mm-hmm. idiot? Wake up, Lois! <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a teacher hearing the like news about the nuclear war. There's like a live report happening. Like here's where we stand. The history teacher turns it off. You're a history teacher. You're yeah. witnessing history. <laughs> Why are you shutting off the TV? Fire her too. That's enough of that. How about the hot dog vendor? <laughs> the hot dog vendor. I could. I rewound that Probably scene. Probably the best character actor in the whole film. I rewound it. The people were watching this movie zero in on when Superman's about to talk to the UN. There's a hot dog vendor that is so excited <laughs> to sell a hot dog, and no one will listen to this guy. He's he's like <laughs> dancing back there with a weenie in his hand. He's trying to get anyone oh. to grab it. Didn't work. Goodness gracious! Who made that net? Question mark. Uh, nuclear man should have just melted Luther right then and there. Like, why not just obliterate Luther? That would have been cool. You make nuclear man and he burns Luther alive. He's like, I'm in charge now. Why did he even go to Luther? Why know. does he have Luther's voice? <laughs> <laughs> that was part of his DNA. He constructed oh, his right. DNA to be like him, I think. The Oh, the double date. He changes in the car. He like goes in the car changes, comes out of Superman. Right. And then he jumps to fly. 
but like they didn't cut it soon enough. So you can see like one <laughs> leg come back down and then they cut it. Couldn't believe it. Who choreographed this nail fight scene? Oh my God. I forgot about that. When they're like slowly drifting towards each other and he's got his nails out and Clark, uh, he's oh. like hugging himself to try to protect it from the claws. Oh my God. When he hammers Superman into the moon. That was cool. That was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> that was amazing, up a star. Yeah. Oh, his his retractable nails. Oh, that like yeah, close baby. up. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This is mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, Just I'm, say it. Half of like, I, it, it's entertaining to watch it, but it's like angry entertaining because like part mm. of me is like, I can't believe that this happened. Right. And like the nerd in me is like picketing. I'm doing my own writer's strike against this movie. <laughs> what made you more upset, this or the the last Spider-Man movie? Ugh. <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> no Way Home. No yeah, way whatever home. was the most recent one. God, that that movie. I don't even remember me, your thoughts on that no way movie. Home. Made me angry. I might have done a three star just to protect myself from all yeah, the nerds see? that were going to see, see that early review. I can't remember what I said. I mean. Peter Parker risking everything just to get to college. Right. His his friends' lives. Right. No, Peter would not do that. Right. Enough. Self. No one's read a comic book. I'm so angry now about No Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone, if you're listening to this and haven't seen my thoughts, just go look at my No Way Home review. I think I wrote a missive on that movie oh when I got gosh. out of that theater. I must have sat my car <laughs> Almost probably tapped through my phone. One and a half stars for Quest for Peace. Oh, baby. One and a half for me. Mm. Glad I watched it, but, you know, is what it is. Let's still love canon films, okay? Let, make no mistake. Hmm. Make no mistake. This doesn't change our relationship with canon at no. all. No. Yeah. Maybe the greatest movie logo studio outside of Orion. Outside right. of Amblin. Whatever that is. Um, we have to get to some VMs. We have a VM from Andy. Singular VM. We don't have several. Let me open up our VM machine here. Boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. All right, let's hear from Andy. Hey, what's up, 70 millimeter? It is Andy calling from Orlando. Just wanted to uh, call this week. I don't have anything regarding Superman 4, but I Thank was you. just curious uh, with summer being right around the corner. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on uh, what movie you're looking forward to the most. Uh, We have a lot uh, coming out. Of course, you have the new Mission Impossible. We have Indy Mm -hmm. 5. Fast, the next Fast and Furious movie comes out in a couple weeks. Um, New Pixar movie, the new Nolan movie, Transformers. I mean, there's so many. Um, For me personally, probably most excited for The Flash (laughs) I don't know why, um, but yeah, I'm really excited for The Flash. So I uh, just wanted to hear your thoughts, and uh, yeah, talk to you guys soon. All right, love you guys. Bye. I, I'm i conflicted about what I'm about to say, oh. but I'm, I'm uh, oh. you know, there's a lot of things that happened with the star of The Flash movie. Yes. Kidnappings. Yes. Assault. Disgraceful. Disgraceful things. The Flash movie looks like the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> like that's what I'm conflicted about because this movie 
this is going to undo anything that Superman the Quest for Peace did to us. Mm. Okay? <laughs> That's how good it looks to me. Mm. Um, but Ezra is Ezra and is, you know, fouling the whole thing up. But I'm, I'm excited for Flash, so... That's that's my truth. The healing balm that Flash will bring to the yes. winds of Superman Four. The three Let minute the healing begin. The three minute Flash trailer I got before Guardians was for better than Guardians Three. Mm. Mm. <whistles> Flash looks bad, but okay. Josh in chat says, "See, there's other people." Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, people can have those opinions. They can. I feel. I want everyone to feel that they need to boycott Flash to please boycott it. Boycott it. Boycott it. Carter, what are you excited, excited about? It's a toss-up for me between <clears throat> Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh, that's a big uh, weekend then. It's a big, real big weekend. We're all going to have to choose. <laughs> We're all going to have to choose Barbie <laughs> or Oppenheimer. Which which is it going to be? Right. Didn't, mm. Draw the line. Didn't we have the idea of like we would put it to a vote which one we would do and we would never cover the other one? Yes, that was a stupid idea. What if though? Like, can you imagine the fervor around that vote? It would It'd be nuts. Stupid would... hasn't stopped our ideas. In <laughs> <laughs> this entire month, case in point. <laughs> well, it was Art's idea, technically. Yeah, it was art, Art's idea. All right. Next week. Indy 5 for me, by the way. Oh, sorry. I, know I thought okay. you were talking about I thought Flash was Foregone conclusion. Yeah. yeah. Indy 5. Can't wait. Remember when Harrison Ford sobbed after he came out and talked about that movie. My king. What if? What if it's great? Uh, <laughs> what if it's great? And Mangle's moving on to Star Wars after it, so. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of riding on that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not Mangled another Wonder Woman 2 scenario I don't talk where that project that. just disappears after Indy comes out. Mm. Did they say that the CGI, the flashback scene is like, did they say 20, 25, 25 minutes? minutes long? The deep yeah, fake thing is 25 That is nuts. Yeah. That bonkers. could be. That could change the game. Could make Everything. a break. Make a break. Lucasfilm got a hold of Mid Journey. <laughs> a new era. A new era of filmmaking. Mangle just slash imagined that entire twenty-five minute scene. <laughs> He's using Mid Journey Gen Six. Imagine Dial of Destiny thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Irishman crawled so. Oh God! Mangle Thank could you. run. We're almost out of this month. We got just a few more to do. Uh, we have a special guest next week coming on for this movie. Jaws the Revenge, 1987. Michael Caine, Mario Van Peebles, Lorraine Gary. She's back. Not streaming anywhere, but I have a feeling this is probably on YouTube. Just saying. For the fourth time. <laughs> is this the last Jaws one? Is this the last? This is, I think, the last... In storyline, yes. Then we get to spiritual sequels. Right. <laughs> the Meg. <laughs> so every Deep blues something. We have a, a track record of having our bestie Dale from Bat and Spider on to talk about Jaws every year. We usually record it, you know, while we're on the beach vacationing. As of this as of this moment, it doesn't sound like we're gonna have a joint vacation this year. I don't with talk our about friends. What? I don't want to talk as about of it. as of recording it. That's what it sounds like. Okay, I can't. A lot of, lot of sad news delivered. But, so Dale will be on the show to talk about Jaws. We love having Dale on. Are you excited, Prado, for that, Jaws? I can't wait. I mean, the last one was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, that was three. 
going to four, and we've been no. Now we've you know we're getting a taste for what can come with a fourth movie in a franchise. Mm-hmm. So based on what the content was in three, I'm excited but also nervous. I mean, the tagline for Jaws four, which stars Lorraine, who was our uh, what's his face's spouse, Brody. Brody. This time it's personal. Been three movies, wasn't it? Personal. I don't know when the, it was. The first personal. hour personal of the first four. movie, but I mean, also I think, is Brody dead? I think Brody's dead. Did he get him? It says after another sh- deadly shark attack, Elaine Ellen Brody decides she has had enough of Amity. Does Island he die at the beginning of this film and moves to the Caribbean <gasps> to join her son Michael and his family? But a great white shark has followed her there. Oh, revenge. hungry for more lives. <clears throat> yep. Is this still Dennis Quaid? No. Remember how much drugs Dennis Quaid was on while filming that movie? His shorts. <laughs> was that, that a little jet ski? Was that a subscriber-only episode when you did the 3D art? I wonder if that was a full-on episode or not. His shorts might have been a tube top. <laughs> All right, we will do that movie next week. Proto, any closing thoughts? You know, sometimes we watch movies together and then sometimes we watch movies so you don't have to. So if you made it this far and haven't seen the movie, feel released from watching this one. You know, don't don't hurt yourself. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week for Jaws for the Revenge. Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and Viger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Ooh.